Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Is Vernon Oaks. Your program is Everything Cooperative. And this morning, we had the pleasure of having Mark Goring and Alejandro Chavez on with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Vernon. Mark, where are you at now? I am in Tucson, Arizona. And Alejandra? I'm in Durango, Colorado. Where's Durango? All oh, I know is God. Denver in Colorado. Where's, where's Durango? It's south. South of Colorado, right? Yeah. South of Denver? South okay. West, yeah, south of the border, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you are on this morning, and we're going to talk about two companies. One is Columinate, and the other one is Common Good. But before we do that, Mark, uh, how did you get involved in this whole co-op world? Well, let's see. I grew up here in Tucson and um, shopped at the local food co-op here and then um, eventually got around to moving to a lovely town in New England, Brattleboro, Vermont and while I was in Brattleboro I worked at a Montessori school and one day someone called and said, Mark would you want to be on the board of the Brattleboro food co-op that was in 1997 sounds like a really long time ago now Mm -hmm. Um, but I served on the board there for um, about seven years, and um, and that was my first experience in governance, and also um, you know being in a role in a co-op other than just being a shopper or a user of a co-op. And um, I ended up we had term limits, so I had to get off the board in 0405. And uh, our board had been getting support from consulting group that I'm now a part of, and I thought, huh, what would it be like to keep doing this governance work, you know, in that capacity? And so I asked about that and ended up uh, getting involved in our in our consulting group in 04 and 05. So why do you think somebody would call you and ask you if you would be like to be on the board? What kind of skill sets do you think you had or they thought you had? I don't know, Vernon. Just go figure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. But for me, I'd been... Uh, kind of a lifelong entrepreneur, and then when I was working at the school, it was it kind of felt a little bit like early retirement, even though it was very exciting and amazing work uh, to kind of be channeling Maria Montessori and helping people reach their full potential, which is the the culture of the school. Okay, so Alejandra, how did you get involved in this whole co-op world? <laughs> well, I used to live in Westside for 18 years. What's Westside? Uh, it's a mobile home park. It's a 62-unit mobile home park. And so um, our park became for sale in 2021. And um, I was one of you know the main person of organizing our community. 
uh, to, you know, to see what we could do if we as a, a community, we could, you know, we wanted to fight for our party to see if we could buy it as a, you know, um, own resident. But so I started, you know, organizing and I met uh, some of the co-op board uh, members for Animas View Mohan Park. And uh, Dan Hunt introduced me to Kelly and to Mark. And so I honestly, I wasn't sure it was, I was able to do this job. I mean, I had management experience before, but not as a property manager. So I was very scared of doing this. But, you know, I got very, you know, I, I put on myself, like, I know I can do this. I know I will do it. And I'm here. I'm a year later, I'm here. And so I'm very happy to get to know Common Good, very supportive. Um, yeah, management. Yeah. So, Alejandra, you said you've been living in West Side for 18 years in a mobile yes, home park in Durango, yes. Colorado. Correct. Okay, and then the mobile home park came up for sale. Correct, in 2000. So, Alejandra, you were living in West Side Park in the mobile home park, and you were living there for 18 years. So Alejandra, for 18 years you were living there. So you, when they when it came up for sale, you just took out the checkbook and bought it. That's how you were able to buy the mobile home park. No, I mean we wanted we we wanted to find uh, resources as a rock uh, the rock USA who helped uh, residents to uh, buy the park. You know, as a resident-owned park, but we weren't able to do it. So I, you know, we. We find a we we found a nonprofit organization who helped us buy the park. But meanwhile, we did fundraising. We were selling tacos on Sunday, so we it was really fun. What were you uh, selling? Tacos. Tacos. Yes. Okay. Mexican <laughs> and believe me, I'm thinking of food industry. It's a good industry here in Durango. So I've just, you know, if I ever leave Common Good, I think I'm going to go for food industry. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, Alejandra, where were you? You mentioned Mexico. Where were you living before Westside Park? Yes. Yeah, so I came here when I was 12 years old. I moved from Mexico, Chiapas, South Mexico, the border with uh, the uh, South America. Okay. And so, yes, it, uh, yeah, I came here. I came here when I was twelve years old. I left my, you know, my town, my, my family. But I'm, I'm happy to be here with my mom and dad and sisters. Thank you. Okay. Mark, uh, you interviewed Alejandra. What, what about when you interviewed her? What, what caused her to stand out? Oh my gosh! Well, Alejandra is just such a rock star. Like she said that that having management experience, you know, was in her was in her past. But really, it's um, for us in Common Good. What's what's most important is to have an orientation to service, to be wanting, like you know, as part of your core being, to be helpful to to others, and um, and you know, that is really a standout quality for for Alejandra. So Alejandra came in as a, a great example of what we're looking to do with, with the Come Good Management Services um, project of having people who have those 
gray characteristics who never thought of themselves as property managers per se but you know the the point is how do you look out for the well-being of residents while also taking care of all of the administrative duties that go into you know being accountable to the to the owner group for you know running a successful property and that so was a year job, alejandra yeah a year a year ago man <laughs> time flies right <laughs> okay so mark you've been in columnate how long now well, let's see. I got involved in uh, 2004, 2005, and my first uh, role was as a governance consultant. So I've done a lot of work with uh, boards of directors and also include in that uh, board management relationship. And so long, long history there. And um, as part of my um, work. I was very involved in the in the creation and growth of one of Columinate's um, very successful governance support um, programs called CBuild, CBLD. It stands for Cooperative Board Leadership Development. In that program, we asked the question: What would it look like if boards had ongoing support built right into the system? Would they uh, be able to be a more effective board? Okay. So C-Build, uh, what part of the co-op world had you mainly uh, done consulting work for with C-Build? We had a handful of, uh, of, of other types of organizations, land trusts, charter school, um, but our, our, our big experience there has been in, uh, in consumer uh, food co-ops. Consumer food co-ops. So I get consumer food co-ops, any co-op that is owned and operated by the people that uses the products or services. That's right. So that could be credit union, food co-ops, housing co-ops, rural That's electric right. co-ops. Those are all consumer co-ops. So are you doing the C-Build for all of them? Uh, we certainly see that, that what we've created in C-Build transfers out to those other sectors and have some experience it's not the. It hasn't been our uh, historically not the, not where most of our our work is. But definitely the expertise and practices that we've developed over the decades um, is very transferable. Okay, so we're getting ready to take our first break, and we've got a, a sense of who Mark Goring is as the manager of Columinate, and how Alejandro Chavez is a, as a community service representative for common good. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Columinate and the kind of work it does for those consumer co-ops that Mark was just talking about. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that dial. Everything Cooperative. We have Mr. Mark Goring and Alejandro Chavez on with us today. So, Columinate, Mark, 
Can you tell us again what, what Columinate is and what it does? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Um, so we're a national, cooperatively owned and operated consulting and management service group. Our roots go back to the early 1990s, and uh, we grew up with the natural foods industry. So when when there was a, a trend for co-ops to um, successfully provide their communities with natural and organic food. Our early uh, members and consultants were um, the advisors to help them run those co-ops successfully. And um, one of the things I'm most proud of about our organization is that we've continued to evolve our support for the community grocery um, store whether it's a, a food co-op or a small independent that is um, intent on um, providing, you know, good, healthy food for their uh, community. We've been providing those services for more than three decades now. So I think that's uh, some, something of note. Our, our group has evolved and, uh, and diversified. In, in 2018, we, we really intentionally said, well, how do we keep doing that good work that we're doing in, in grocery retail and, and, and food co-ops and broaden our, our market and diversify who we are as a group and the kind of work that we're doing? And so that's when we, we did um, a rebrand and came up with Columinate, which means light the path forward together. And uh, tagline is catalyst for common good. And uh, the glue that holds our group together is really how do we how do we get up every day and and um, and help a community be more successful in their efforts in promoting well-being for their individuals and, and community so we have um, lots more going on than than uh, work in food co-ops now and uh, that's uh, Alejandra's uh, on the on the call with us today as a representative from our Common Good Management Services project, which we, um, let's see, we got involved in that in 2019 and got our first customers in 2021, and we're providing community-focused property management to mobile home parks that have been extracted out of the investor-owned uh, marketplace. And I think it's a great project and a great example of our intentionality of evolving our our um, our co-op in terms of who we are and, and what we're doing. So, and I'm, and I'm the manager and it's just, uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to serve our people. We have about 65 um, consultants and staff now in Columinated and Common Good and um, just doing, you know, amazing, amazing work in, in many different ways. So I'd like for you to go back to Catalyst for Common Good. What is a, well, I got a Catalyst is something that from my science days, chemistry, I believe, it, 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 it causes some reactions, it causes some results, but it doesn't change. So what do you mean by a catalyst for common good? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's something that, that we talk about internally in our group because, you know, common good is such a, a broad and powerful idea. Um, but, you know, it boils down to, uh, I think, community well-being, focusing on, on how does community, um, how is community an, an essential element in, um, 
and you know being people and um you know one of one of the we, we were talking before the show about showing up and having respect and dignity for each person that we you know have relationships with i think that um a lot of our work in Columinate comes down to, to that, like how do we really show up and help people run successful co-ops or community organizations and successful businesses that are focused on the well-being of community and the people in the community, right? And that can look very different. It could be a, a feasibility study or training people how to do a certain technical job better or how to be... Um, a better board member or a better board leader or how to facilitate a conversation. I mean, it takes many, many, many shapes, but um, kind of the underlying foundation is that uh, with that help, a person or a group can serve their communities better, be more effective in how they're showing up uh, under the banner of, of, of a common good. So Mark, as you describe the catalyst for common good, it was more outward from Columinate. How do you help communities that you're, the consultants are working with uh, right. to make sure that they, the, the, the people in those communities are respected um, and that are shown where they can have dignity? Okay. What about the folks inside of Columinate? Do you also show respect and dignity for to the staff yes. and the consultants inside Columbia. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's a exciting piece about our organization is that we, we really have a strong culture of mutual support, right? And so it's it's not coming. I, I think the, the um, kind of the ethos of our organization isn't coming from, you know, me as manager or or, or, you know, one, you know, it's not coming like from headquarters. It's something that, that we all share. So we have a community of, you know, 65 and growing and what people, you know, part of what floats everybody's boat is being helpful to others in the community because that have such a, um, you know, it, it helps everybody that, you know, there's a self-interest and a mutual interest that's, that manifests that way. So you said something about the glue that holds the folks together and culminate. My being a person that for the most part looked from the outside into culminate, I found the glue was just that, that you show respect and dignity for each of the people that work there. That's one of the things that I found exciting about. And that goes along with the principles of cooperation. You all seem to live the principles and the values yeah. of co-op. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you, if you couple that kind of internal culture with a commitment that, you know, I sincerely believe um, all of our uh, folks have of, of doing their very best for the clients and communities that they're um, serving, that, you know, it's just a powerful idea. Like, how, how do we support people? in doing their best for their clients and communities. That's what we ask internally. And then if actually the work that is happening is that person's best effort, I mean, you really get a lot of pretty amazing work done. So you, you have a community inside Columinate. You try to make sure that folks inside Columinate, those consultants and staff, are treated with respect and dignity. 
and that every client that those consultants work with, that those clients are treated with dignity and respect. And then those customers of those clients are treated with dignity right. and respect. So you, you, you're pushing out, the, right. reaching more and more communities and making sure that people are treated with respect and dignity. Yeah, and then if you add on top of that something that's been our in our organizational DNA since the very beginning in the early 1990s, that people in our group are always looking forward to what is that thing that we could develop and bring forward that would be especially helpful for our clients and communities that we're interested in serving. So there's an ongoing um, development process within our organization and that might relate to an area that we're already working in. Let's say in community grocery, there's a lot of innovation happening right now in that space. And it also might relate to starting something new, like Common Good Management Services, where we said, oh, here's a, a need that maybe we are uniquely um, set up to, to meet. Let's study that and, and see what can, can come up with that. Okay. So in... 2019, you started looking at that. So here's the need, common good or property management or whatever you want to call it, and culminate to see if you can bring dignity and respect to the people in those mobile home parks that are created by Rock USA. We're going to take our next break. And when we come back, I want to talk more about common good and how common good helps to bring out the property management and treat people with dignity and respect. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that dial. News Talk 1450 WOLAN, where information is power. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. Uh, we have Mr. Mark Goring and Alejandra Chavez on with us this morning. Uh, Mark, you had mentioned that in this mobile home park that it's investor-owned marketplace. W what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I'm sure mobile home park communities didn't start out as being owned by massive equity groups, but that is how they have evolved. I'm so, and and I don't have the the, the data specifically, but you know, there are many, many. Um, mobile home parks that are owned by equity groups that have very little connection to the people who are living in them. And, um, and so the, the Rock USA uh, initiative that started um, 15 or so years ago uh, really identified that as an as a opportunity for co-op development and to essentially extract out mobile home parks from the investor marketplace to a community uh, ownership model. And, um, and, you know, I think there are about 300 or so um, of those examples across the country. We're very focused on um, Colorado right now because there are really powerful state laws and capital has been aggregated to, to um, really be ready to move as many of the 900 mobile home parks out of the investor economy into community-owned economy. And that's where Common Good common good management services set up to provide the property management to 
residents and the and the owner groups uh, after they've been converted from uh, investor-owned to community-owned. So, Mark, do you have any sense of the demographics of people who live in mobile home parks? I mean, uh, some percentage of the GNP, what people make, or anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. It it does tend to be lower, you know, uh, under median, uh, under the median income, and there are benchmarks for, you know, eighty percent under, fifty percent under, thirty percent under, and I think you know it's it's really is a diverse. Um, it would be you know un, unfair to too narrowly, um, you know, uh, describe it because uh, there are you know lots of different kinds of mobile home parks. But in Colorado, for example, where there's a huge affordable housing, you know, problem, mobile home parks are largely workforce housing and oftentimes uh, second generation immigrant uh, workers and residents. And so, and there's something uh, also just about the mobile home park community where there's a a level of vulnerability uh, to mobile home park residents because it's a it's a very uh, I think it's a poorly named thing because mobile homes are actually not mobile, <laughs> and so if you own one, you you're vulnerable to you know what's going on with the you know with, with at the owner level and you know what's what's happening with the mobile home park. So and Alejandra will have much more to to say about all that good stuff. So Alejandra, what is it like living in a mobile home park? Well, when I moved from Mexico, it was really weird because, you know, when I was in a home with my parents, they will say, oh, we live in a trailer. And I, you know, I would imagine like, okay, one of those big box trailers. So how do you guys live in until we, we came here? And I mean, it was like, it was shocking, but I liked it. I never imagined that, you know, trailers, mobile home existed. So, you know, living in a mobile home it's it's not you know it's not a shame i can tell you this when i was a 14 year old i used to attend to you know i went to middle school and i was playing basketball i'm only i'm shorter so but i play basketball <laughs> i play basketball and one of my teammates uh i happened you know i my both my my mom and my dad were working so we didn't have right to go back home one of my teammates uh offered to give me a ride and so she brought me home and when she started my, my home, she said, oh, you live in a mobile home? And I said, yes, you know, yes, I, I mean, I, why not? Yeah. And but they, they, don't, they are not used to see a mobile home. So they have their own, like, nice, beautiful house. And so when she said, you know, that I live in a mobile home, that treat, how she treated me after was differently. So she thought I was, you know, I'm poor. I am poor. I was, you know, my parents worked two two jobs, and they they did they did the best that they could, you know, to provide us with a roof and a plate of food, you know, and a table. So mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were happy. But I can tell you, back then, you know, um, yeah, it was a dif- it was a different treatment, you know, how people were treating you after knowing you that you live in a mobile home. But now that I grew up and I got to know more, you know, I, I mean, I'm proud of living in the mobile home. I am actually living in a mobile home right now. So, and I'm, I mean, I grew up in a mobile home. Uh, my daughter, I'm raising my daughter, you know, and she's, ra- and she's growing in a mobile home. So, I mean, there's no shame to be in a mobile home. I, I think it's, you know, one of the best 
thing that I ever experienced. And I mean, it's my palace. So okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the lady's home is her palace. Fantastic, fantastic. Palace, yes. So, do you find, particularly when the, your classmates started treating you differently, that now that you're that you are a community rep, do you find when you treat the members of Mobile Home Parks with dignity and respect? that people really like that, that they they cherish being treated with respect and dignity? Yes, I mean, they love it, um, especially now that I'm bilingual. Um, I got to know more of the residents. I mean, I know them for a long time ago, and I think we have built a great relationship. You know, like one of, uh, I had one question asked that they said, Alejandra, what is your job? And I said, well, you know, I'm a community rep and I'm also a psychologist <laughs> because there's people, <laughs> because we have residents that they come to you and they, they tell you their personal problems. I mean, I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm not a certified psychologist or any of that, but you give them an advice. But I feel really great of uh, building that relationship and knowing that the resident is trusting you, you know, with serious things, with their personal things. Okay. But I feel that, uh, yeah. Okay. So, what does it what does it look like in a day of a com- community service rep? What What do you do for your mobile home parks? And and you don't you manage more than one, don't you? Correct. Yes, I oh, I manage three uh, three mobile home parks, and it it varies. I mean, I actually last I mean a few three four months ago I I got a, I helped about 36 residents with their gas bill because the gas the gas uh, went up here in Colorado. So there were a lot of struggles on, you know, gas. So um, people were behind on their gas. So I got, you know, I got with them and we fill up 30, 36 uh, gas assistance for them. I, you know, I helped them translate. I, uh, I provide them with great resources for rental assistance. I sit down with them. I mean, some of them, they don't have, you know, they're not going technology. They don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have a computer. So they come to me and, and you know, I help them. So I'm not just there to, uh, you know, to say, hey, you know, you're behind your rent. If you don't pay, you're going to get evicted. I provide them resources. And if, you know, they don't speak the language, then I'm there for them. I translate for them. We both work together to, you know, fill up the application or follow up after the application. So I'm, a, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm really happy that I'm, I'm able to help residents and not just, you know, there to make, you know, to for them to follow the rules or collect rent or any of that stuff. So what is it like when a mobile home park, I, I have it that it snows a lot in Colorado. Okay. So when you have these big nice. blizzards and stuff, what is it like living in a mobile home park, and how can you support the residents when you when you have all of this snow? Well, uh, you know, during winter time, like especially for last year, we had a lot of snow. So, I mean, we had few residents who couldn't pay their rent, and so because of the snow, I mean, I have a, a, a snow guy removal contract that they will come, you know, and 
for the elderly that have a maintenance guy. So they will come and help them shovel the driveway. Or if a neighbor will get stuck at the driveway, they will come and push them out of the car. So it, it's a community. You know, I think we have built a community to help each other. So I, I'm very thankful that, that, you know, we have come to that point because, you know, um, before it was different. The management didn't care about residents. They didn't care about if you're stuck or if you have a leak or if you have any of that stuff, you know. And I, actually, Vernon, it's it's such a um, easy to get example of the of the snow in another mobile home park, one that we don't manage. It's owned by a regional housing authority in Colorado. They purchased the property in December, and it snowed in January, and they had the street plowed. And they got a call and said, "Wow, that's amazing! No one has ever plowed the street before." Wow. And and that's you know that's. Again, I'm sure there's a whole continuum of how the um, kind of investor-owned mobile home park works for their residents, but there is uh, certainly a category where, you know, disinvestment is the is the key, and the the infrastructure of mobile home parks super fragile. You know, when when you asked Alejandro about you know the daily routine. You know, one question is, well, do you want to hear about a day when there was a water or a sewer leak or when when there wasn't one? Because it's just very fragile systems. So there's a lot of rapid response that our team uh, does to to manage, you know, emergency situations. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mark, when, when you have these these major problems that come on, how, how do you support the or uh, how does staff support the Alejandras. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, we're still small. We have about 10 people, have about 10 clients. And um, and so whenever we have a, a new client, a new staff member, uh, it's, you know, a lot, it, a lot feels new. But actually, as a community-oriented team, we have a lot of experience. We've done FEMA-level emergencies we've had deaths and fires and and uh and crime and and trees and like i th- i think maybe we've experienced you know 80 percent of of uh of what can happen as a group and so from the beginning we've really cultivated a strong team culture of support so you know someone in our group knows uh a best way to move ahead and and we have a kind of a high touch uh, team culture that that you know ensures I think that each person feels connected to that group knowledge, right? Alejandro, would you concur? Has that been your experience? Yes, no, it's true, and also we have a, a weekly meeting with our staff, so it's really amazing because if something comes up, then you have a question, you can ask, you can text anybody, and you will have an answer right off. Fantastic, fantastic. So, Mark, um, I want to I want to talk to you more about the future. What do you What do you see happening in the future of both Common Good and Columinate? But I'm not exactly sure we can do it this segment. We may want to wait to the next segment. But I'm quite interested in lighting the path forward. Light the path yeah. forward together. Um, nice. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we put a light on the path 
And see, I grew up in Bluefield, West Virginia. Those paths were dark, okay, at, at night. And how do you light the path forward together so we can move together down the path for the for the good of everybody? Yeah, I I be happy to talk about that. You want me to jump in right now? No, we're gonna yes. go. We're gonna go to break, and as okay. soon as we get back from break, we we've talked about illuminating. We've talked about common good. So we've got a good sense of what that is. But I really want to talk more about the future in this last segment. Yeah. We'll be right back. News Talk 1450 WOL where information is power. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. You know, Mark, we've been on this show for almost 10 years. Uh, this October will be 10 years. And the National Cooperative Bank has sponsored us all of those 10 years. NCB mission is to support and be an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, especially in low-income communities, by providing innovative financial and related services. So, Mark, I really want to talk about the future. And have you all used NCB's financial services in the past and do you potentially see using them in the future oh fun we love national co-op bank yeah they're great and um yeah so funny i i didn't know we we're going to do an infomercial for <laughs> for my 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 friends at ncb but happy to uh cooperative banking just makes total sense right so um i was actually on the on the on a call this week with uh a land trust that had their money in the Silicon Valley Bank, and I was like, "What? Wow. That makes sense, you know? Let's let's let me introduce you to my friends at National Co-op Bank." But you know, when I think about the future, Vernon, it's um, I think that if we look at why there are periods in history of co-op renaissance, where you know movements emerge and and transformational change takes place like what is it that that exists when we experience that kind of change right um and we can look back in history and see examples um i my instinct is that we're we're in one of those periods where there are so many um problems in society that uh can be solved by people working together through a spirit of service um, and to bring investment into uh, communities in ways that is the opposite of the pattern of disinvestment in the past, right? So like, I think there's this, this context that Columinate and Common Good exist in that is really uh, sets us up so well because in our DNA, we're like looking at what are the tools and resources that that we can bring forward, and you know, a group of, of people really focused on being helpful. You know, how can we be helpful? And there's so much need that you know, being helpful is actually just you know, well, let's figure out what's the service uh, and resource that we can develop to bring forward that's a match that will help a community group make life better for people in their community. 
I mean, and, and so you could spread that across many different categories. In the community food area, for example, we have Jeannie Wells with the Mighty Community Markets Program. We have a Management on Contract Program, a lot of talent and empowerment emphasis and well-being. I mean, in grocery retail sector, people have been through so much hard times in the last few years that just helping people know how to do their jobs better and to take care of themselves is, uh, is, is a huge thing, right? In the common good space, wow, it feels like 15 years into the Rock USA-led movement, we're still just at the beginning of something huge. There's 46,000 mobile home parks in the U.S. There's 950 of them in Colorado. They're not being well served in the investor marketplace. So what are the things that could happen to get them out of the investor-owned marketplace and get them into community ownership? and then start investing in, in that one piece of housing inventory to help those people uh, actually you know, have, better, have better housing. Um, and so in Common Good, we're really laser focused on Colorado because there's so much interesting um, uh, resources gathering, lots of organizations, powerful state laws, good capital aggregation, and um, Alejandra you, you're a leader in the kind of job creation that we're interested in creating, like, like amazing, talented people who never thought of themselves as property managers, and yet, wow, you're doing it one year in. And when I think of just Colorado and Common Good, I did a survey of affordable housing professionals a couple months ago, and they predicted, you know, let's get 200 mobile home parks in Colorado out of the investor economy into community ownership. And... You know, I would just say, well, we're fully committed to doing everything we can do to make that happen. And two hundred um, of the, two hundred of them would be twenty percent of the market. So, yeah, it's just not. Yeah. It's still yeah, and, and, and the market in Colorado. And there's so much need. Oh my gosh! So, Alejandro, when you think about the future, what comes up for you? Oh, and don't gosh. talk. Don't talk about a food truck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we want to grow. I mean, I, I want to be able to help, uh, you know, other parks. I mean, I hope we can send to more. Our Common Good Management, it's, it's a very successful team. Like I said, um, we're here to support each other. And so we want to grow, of course. And I think we all in the same, in, in, in the same, um, in the same circle because we know uh, what we want in we all in the same process of you know helping residents of you know we're not just gonna do our job as a property manager no we're just there to help residents and so you know we we want to do the best that we could and look forward to to grow of course i want so, more parts of home, so. <laughs> so alejandra do you have your ear to the ground where you can hear when another property is up for sale when another mobile home park is up for sale that you might be able to tell, I don't know, Mark or folks in Rock USA that try to get those out, out of the investor pool so that people can own their own properties and have dignity and respect? Yes, Vernon. I also, I've been involved with other uh, communities around Colorado that they have invited me to come and, you know, uh, tell them my experience and how we, you know, how we success you know by the park and how you know we protect the park from you know those investors so 
of course, my voice is always up there, you know, to let residents know that they can't fight for their, you know, for their part. They have to stay united as a community and, and help each other and, you know, raise their voices, of course, because if, you know, they never said anything, of course, no one will, say, will, will know what's going on. Okay. Okay. And, Mark, what do you see uh, future for Columinate? Yeah, that's what I was just going to chime in you know our model is incredibly resilient and um and and it and it grows and shifts based on um two things uh community need and who is in our group and what their interest is in being helpful and um you know we we need to be able to make a market match where there's a uh, an economy we we only get paid if we're doing something valuable and someone hires us to, 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 to do that work on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, our, when, when we think about being catalysts for common good, it really isn't narrowly cast. We double down in the areas that we're already invested in doing good work, but we're actually open to you know, the type of community empowerment and support that, that is needed um, to, to, you know, create this, get the, as much lift out of this particular um, uh, stage of potential transformational change that, you know, perhaps we're finding ourselves in. Okay, so if somebody's out there, they could be in the food co-op world or any other co-op world, and they wanted to see if Mark Goring and Columinate to help them, how would they go about finding you? What would they do? Yep. Our website is uh, Columinate, which is... Uh, Two word. If you think of it as a two, you know, no hyphen, but co, c o, and then illuminate. So illuminate co-op. That's all our stuffs there. Common Good Management Services, Common Good Management dot co-op um, is all there. And um, yeah, those are our. That'd be the easiest place for someone to find out more about us. Common Good Management dot c o o p. Yes, it's a pretty long website address but we got to live with it and illuminate.coop co-luminate we illuminate the path forward yeah Yeah, light the path forward together okay so mark or alejandra we have about a minute and a half left what message would you like to leave people with alejandra go for it Oh my gosh, well, to believe in us, you know, to believe the uh, common good management does great job and the most interest for common good is our residents. So, yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I would uh, uh, inspire everyone to go go do uh, good today. Lift up uh, respect and dignity for everyone that you touch. Okay. And, and Vernon, thank you for having us on the show. Yep. Thank you. How would I, Mark, lift up dignity and respect to to the male person that goes by? How do you do that? How are you today, authentically? Thank you for delivering my mail today. Wave, friendly gesture. You know, I'm grateful for your service. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> And I already do that. <laughs> perfect. I wanted, I wanted some examples. That's perfect. 
I want to thank you guys so very much for being on today, Alejandra and Mark. Thank you so much for being on and sharing with us uh, Kaluminate and Common Good. Everybody out there, we'll see you next Thursday. Please live cooperatively and lift people up with dignity and respect. Thanks.